Welcome to episode two of Double S Podcast. The draft has passed. So, um, if you watch the draft or if you've been keeping up with sports, you would see that the consensus number one uh, pick in the draft didn't go first. So, the Jaguars actually decided to take a chance on Trayvon Walker because of its upside. Instead of going with the scheme or scheme fit can play now, or they can both play now, but the scheme fit like more NFL-ready player Aiden Hutchinson. And we can go down the draft, and it went Trayvon, Aiden, and then Derek Stingley. Like the the basic, you know, top three, top four, top five picks. Where it got a little crazy is when Drake London went wide receiver number one. I can't believe it. It was insane to me. When me and Carrington here were watching the draft, I was like, I can't believe they took Drake London over like people like Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams. I'm thinking he's a consensus wide receiver, mate, like three. So the fact that he went above those players, it was kind of crazy to me. Like I get him going above Chris Olave because, but I just, I, me personally, my take on Drake London is just that I don't think he can create the separation that is needed at the next level. So it's 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 a bit scary because yeah he had the most contested catches in college football, but it was it's just still one of those things where it's like a sore or a sore part of his game or a sore subject for me because I just don't think I think the NFL is much more physical, and I think he's gonna struggle a lot more. In my head, I feel like if I see a what six five wide receiver, six six four. Six four wide receiver. Are you sure? I think so. Well, yeah, six four two nineteen. Gigantic wide He's receiver. He's huge. That can move, and maybe not in a sense they can create separation. But if the only knock that you have is that you need you need to learn how to create separation in the NFL as a wide receiver, getting trained by trainers at the highest level of the game, I feel like that's someone that I would want on my team because. I guess, again, just in my head, it's simple. If you have a big receiver against, like, some corners are six foot less than that, you throw you have to throw it up uh, on the team that if your O-line's going to collapse or if your other wide receivers aren't open and you need a target that you can just toss it up to, I would want to have a, a, a big guy on my team that is supposed to be first-round talent now he's super first round talent. So I, in my, again, sure. in my head, I think it's just simple, simple pick. You need a wide receiver. You get the biggest guy because you can't teach size. You can teach everything else. For sure. So, but yeah, uh, he went first in the in the in the draft or first wide receiver in the draft. And the Packers once again, you know, like they kept up with the tradition, the tradition of not drafting a wide receiver in round one. Um, they ended up getting Christian Watson in round two, but I think with one of those first round picks or with the first round picks, they took Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt. And I I think after, after Aaron Rodgers decided that he was, or after he decided he was staying, bless you, decided he was staying under the premise of Devontae Adams staying as well. So once Devontae left. He was like, or I, I'm in my head, it's, it gets of a, it gets to a, 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 it comes to a head again, where it's like, okay, now I don't have receivers again. 
So they go out and get him Christian Watson, and they got uh, Romeo Dubes in the fourth round, and then they took uh, Samori Torre in the seventh round. So they, they gave him some weapons, but I think, like you said, it's, it's really hard to, to teach, or it's really hard to to be able to find those like hidden gems and stuff like that. Like Devontae hasn't taken a second round, but it's just it's really hard to hit on those. And uh, with them not taking a wide receiver again, instead they went defense with Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt, which, mind you, I don't think are bad picks at all. Those are two really, really good Georgia who is who had one of the best defense, college football defenses ever, like historic, and we'll talk about them later, like the, the Georgia as a team. But I think without taking a wide receiver in the first round, I, I still think it's, it's uh, I feel like they're laughing at him almost. Because in my head, if I'm an MVP Hall of Fame quarterback, and year after year you don't give back me to the back, first right? round, I'm about to say back to back MVP, I'm a certified Hall of Famer, like certified, hundred percent. You can't, you can't. There's nothing you can say to me. And you're still not giving me wide receivers in round one. What? What are we doing? What are we talking about? Yeah, I feel like you're just spitting in my face, especially after all the like backlash and all the like hate that they got from him and all the conversations that had to be had about it. I just like, how do you still not? Like draft a wide receiver round one, like for me to throw to consistently. It just doesn't it doesn't add up to me. But you know, like I said, that's what maybe they're in the front office and I'm not. But it's just it's just it won't it'll never make sense to me not giving your wide or giving your Hall of Fame quarterback a wide receiver who's like certified. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I well, I don't want to talk about the Packers, but <laughs> I mean, obviously, I agree with you. I think again. For me, it's just very simple. The Packers are a team that they they made the playoffs, and I mean, they didn't win the Super Bowl again. But they didn't win the Super Bowl again. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. But they 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 needed. Uh, not that Devontae Adams wasn't like literally the best receiver in the league. I mean, obviously, sure. that was huge to have. And I think that missing him now, as you said, they need someone to at least try to replace him. And it seems like they just threw their hands up and were like, oh, we lost we, we lost our Adams. Let's just whatever now. Even though, like, like yeah, you lost half the you lost half the piece, but Aaron Rodgers is still there. Yeah, and, like, nice. he's, and he's ancient. Like, he's still, he's still <laughs> For ancient. For sure. But, like, you know, there's going to come the day when he's, especially since he's so unhappy, but... Again, that's just another thing. But they, it seems that's, so simple to me. Right, but that's the part where it's like they gave him a bag, though. Aaron like, Rodgers? The bag. They gave Aaron Rodgers the bag. Like, before they even started talking about contract extensions with Devontae, they gave Aaron Rodgers a super bag. Like, he's the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL now, as he should, I think. Because I think he's been dominating the league for so long. I think he deserves to – like, he definitely deserves his payday as much as I hate him because he's beating my Bears twice a year, every year. It's just, it happens. But I think he definitely deserved that payday that he got. But I just think it's really hard to, it's it's really hard to pay a quarterback that much and then also be able to pay wide receivers and D-line and linebackers and this and that, this and that, this and that to still help your team. And I think that's why uh, the Chiefs are struggling or were struggling a little bit because, or with cap and stuff like that, you give Patrick Mahomes all his money. And then you still have to re-sign Tyreek. You still have to re-sign like, Tyron Matthew and people like that. And that's when those contract extensions kind of get dead because you don't have the money to pay these people what they deserve to pay. And there is going to be a team that will. 
So I just think it's, it's, it's a scary, it's a slippery slope paying quarterbacks that much money. And that's why we see Tom Brady's dominance when he takes pay cuts all the time. So often he takes like his contract pay cuts or he restructures his contract or backloads it or anything like that just to like because he has that winning mentality, that winner. And at the same time, it's like you need to get paid, you need to make your money. But if you're not winning, you can't like produce the the statistics or the the rings or the awards to make the money if you don't have the weapons or the defense that you need to have. I think realistically, the way that if you want to have a super successful team, which will never happen because it's what a fifty-two man roster, yeah, something like that. Then like, there's no way that this will work out kumbaya like this. But if position, like if it was a way that positions were like all paid or expected to be paid the same amount of money because right now the quarterback i guess market it's not really a market but just quarterbacks in general are expected Mm. to be paid hundreds of millions of dollars because quarterbacks before them have been paid that much because they're an important position and Mm. people start throwing this much money at them like patrick mahomes record-breaking contract like that is absurd amounts of money that, like you said, lost him, fastest man in the league, amazing wide receiver, pivotal point to their Super Bowl success. Mm-hmm. And they lost Tyron Matthew on the defensive end. To the and they Saints. Also, to the Saints. And they, Went back home. Woo-hoo. I just feel like, uh, I mean, I don't know how I would feel. As Patrick Mahomes, I would, I would expect I'm him to not really be, <laughs> I, would say, I would expect him to not be happy about it, but also you, you can't blame anyone but yourself. Like, I'm not saying he's wrong. Because if if you're offering me that contract, I'm signing it before you can say the second word. Every day, twice a million percent. But also, like I was saying, well, that's why it'll never work. Because if you're a quarterback and you are Patrick Mahomes, as as amazing and as accomplished as Patrick Mahomes is, like there's no reason for me to start taking pay cuts yet. And if this is just a down period for the Chiefs, which I don't expect it to be, because they just they like they're still doing incredibly well. They still have <laughs> like they still like their front office, their coaches, and all of all everyone that works behind the scenes or on the sideline is still amazing. But I just don't see them going. I don't. I don't actually see them ever going back to the like dominance that they had, because I just feel like a large part of that was like the fact that you had these like once in a generation talent. Cause like, even if you find someone as fast as Tyree kill, are you going to find someone as like skilled as him? Or are you just going to have the speed or are you going to just have the hands without the speed? Or are you going to have, and also just like the, like the team chemistry, like there's a whole bunch mm-hmm. of stuff that goes into that. And I, I value like got to tie it back into basketball, but I don't know if that's because I'm a Bucks fan. Like I value loyalty, like loyalty works. Because when you can keep the same core, and then I feel like having that chemistry and like knowing your guys, being able to trust your guys, and keeping the same people, especially when it has worked before, like as long if you could just all agree, like, hey, we're gonna make this amount of money to keep bringing in people as people get old, as people have different aspirations, as people just leave if we need to, mm-hmm. if people start changing positions, like if everyone is expecting the same amount of money, so it's never an issue of oh, we have all these people that we want. But we're out of money because Patrick Mahomes is making twenty-one trillion billion. Like if, mm. there, if there was just some 
magical fantasy land where people were like, yeah, I don't care about money. I just want to win. <laughs> they, would, they would be the greatest team in the NFL immediately, no matter who's on that team. Because I think, like you said, with chemistry, even we saw like we talked about this last podcast, but Joe Burrow got Jamar Chase and immediately, immediately. they went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> like immediately. Because you know what this guy likes, you know where he wants the ball, you know his like his ins and outs, how he runs his routes, what point of the route is like the best to throw it immediately, or like as soon as he does this little thing that only you notice and then stuff like that. That's something that comes with playing with a player for years and years and years. And like you said, loyalty is really, really important. And at the same time, you have to understand, or as a player, you have to be loyal to yourself because a lot of these guys come from nothing. A lot of these guys come from zero, zilch, and football was their only like way to get out or do anything, and then they made it. And when you make it, like you, you said, I'm signing that contract. Yeah. I'm signing it. I don't care where I'm playing, especially if I already have my Super Bowl. It'd be really, really great to get back to that big game. But right now, or after I've already got that ring, I'm going to go make my money. And it's, it's the logical thing to do. But like you said, in some magic fantasy world where everybody's like, let's win, 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 it'd be the biggest dynasty ever. Because you wouldn't have guys who are taking a Patrick Mahomes pay increase or Patrick Mahomes contract. But like, like it just comes back full, it comes back full circle with, I'd do it too. Like, yeah. Not like I'm mad at these guys or anything. I'm yeah. I'm doing it too. Um, what up? So, like we said, we we're gonna spin around to Georgia. Georgia had a record-breaking draft, and they had, I believe, it was like six or seven defenders go in the first round from one school. That's crazy. What are you just what are you, defenders? Just defenders. Just defenders. What are you making over okay. there? What are we doing? <laughs> I was just, I don't get it. Because it's like when you look at the draft, it's like, like I said, Trayvon Walker. And then after him was Jordan Davis, who also won in the first round. Then it was Quay Walker. Then it was Devontae Wyatt. Then it was Lewis Seen. And you just have these guys going back to back to back or like over and over and over. Just Georgia defender, Georgia defender, Georgia defender, Georgia defender. And you're just looking at like, why, what? We see why they won the championship. You see. With the defense where they're taking five defenders in the first round of the NFL draft where the talent is crazy you're taking you take five of them like I feel like if you they valued those positions or the teams that, that had needs valued those Georgia players so highly because of their production and what they could do and like even Jordan Davis Jordan Davis is crazy he's like six six runs like a four seven or something what are you running that for it's just it doesn't make any sense to me it's like you're a freak athlete and it's just like things like that. It makes me happy though to see like these people who like or like because it's like you can go from a JUCO transfer to Georgia and you show that you could do this, show that you could do this, and then you're in the big leagues and you got drafted in the first round. It's like it has to be something crazy to like the the feeling to get drafted in the first round of the of the NFL draft. It has to be something that like out of that as well, like in an NBA draft too, like being hearing your name called on a TV by like. Roger Goodell or one of the many people that they have coming out stuff it has to be crazy. Hey, what's the, what's the word? Are you? Euphoric. It has to be euphoric to just feel that and see that and be around the people you love and all type of stuff. And congratulations to all these guys. Seriously, uh, I'm really excited to see what they do in the playoffs or not not playoffs in the just generally in the NFL. Um, even though you know the Bears had a pretty mid draft, it's fine. You know, I'm really I'm just. I love football enough that I can I can I can I can admit that I'm just happy to see all these guys go and achieve their dreams and stuff like that. 
And uh, Ryan Poles even talked about it, uh, the Bears GM. He was like, it's, it was like a crazy feeling to be able to make that phone call. And, like, you know you're making some kid's dream come true. It's just crazy. And I think it's really it's really nice to look at, like, the, the personable aspect of, like, these draftees or these people who are being drafted and stuff like that rather than just looking at them as athletes because it's really, really important because the media is terrible at it, like, horrible at just making making players look like people because I think they're more focused on production and what are you doing for your team and stuff like that. And I think at the end of the day, people got to, like, come full circle and realize that Although these are athletes, they are still humans. I never even really considered the side of it. I just, well, not that I was necessarily on the boat of, oh, you were just this machine, and I right. hope I hope you run better than the other guy we could have drafted. <laughs> but I guess I didn't really consider how how horrible the media is with it because, especially, well, that is what I noticed with the way college injuries work, like the way Justin Ross fell. Oh yeah out of the draft but yeah people that get injured like obviously injuries happen one and like you can become injury prone proven to it like it's obviously there's plenty of cases that we've seen amazing players get drafted too high because then it turned out that their injuries hindered their career more than giving them enough time to prove what they were what they're actually worth as a player and their ability as a player but also I feel like there's a lot of players that don't, and forgive me for going back to the NBA, but, like, Joel Embiid, he was, well, I'm, and Michael Porter Jr., Michael Porter Jr. is still injury-prone, but he's still an amazing basketball player. Joel Embiid, I don't even have to say how good of a basketball player he is. He's MVP conversation. I personally believe he should win it this year, even though I don't agree with his style of play, (laughs) which is... Well, I guess that's not necessarily, but whatever. But this is, that's later. <laughs> yeah, it's just I feel like injuries could never be enough to hinder me from drafting a player because no one's asking you to draft him top Hot. one, right? Or I just I just feel as he slipped past the first round, I think that's when you're like, okay, who's that? About, Justin is, Ross or Nicobe Dean? Nicobe Dean. Yeah, like out of first round, out of second round too, right? He was he went third round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially in the third round. I feel like just take it. Three nineteen. He went, he went third round, pick nineteen. Bless you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I think it's crazy that Kobe Dean fell so low, and it says like it's some pectoral something. I just feel like you can you can see the you can see it on tape that obviously it wasn't bothering him too much. He was ripping and running all over the place, causing all type of havoc for the offense. I just think with guys like that, you gotta take a chance. But I think I feel different about Justin Ross. Because of the fact that it's a, it's a thing since birth, um, and it's like a, a neck-spine thing or spine-back thing where it's like you're getting hit in the NFL. You're getting hit and tackled by guys who are bigger than you, stronger than you, sometimes faster than you and all type of stuff. So I think when – and it's much – like people get injured a lot more in the NFL. And with with something like that, that could cause him to literally like be paralyzed if he if he gets hit the wrong way or if he goes down too hard or something like that. When you're especially as tall as him, when you're jumping, doing contested catches and doing anything really, it's scary. I think even if if I was an NFL team, it'd be scary to to even allow him to continue to play football. Now, like you like we've talked about before, it's his choice. But I think by that same token. I don't want to be responsible for this for this mother's child who's now paralyzed and things like that because of the fact that I wanted him to help my football team. 
And I think although it's his dream and things like that, I think a lot of teams have to have his best interest and be like, if we are giving you a role, there's going to be something so minute that you're not even going to feel fulfilled. Because the Chiefs picked him up in uh, undrafted free agency, and we're going to see what kind of role he plays or if he if they just let him play like Justin Ross plays. But I think, like I said, in, in my head, it's I'm going to have this person rather than this player. I'm going to have this person's best interest in my mind as I'm thinking about the draft, as I'm thinking about what I'm trying to do with this team, with this organization. And although I want someone as dominant as Justin Ross to be on my team and I want I want him to be able to, like, like I said, fulfill his dreams and stuff like that, I also want to have his safety in mind and, and have to and understand that I can't allow this person to hurt themselves by playing the dangerous, dangerous game of football. I think with that, I was going to say it until you kind of toss it in there, but I was saying that I feel like that's just the, the mama clause. Right. Mama, mama don't want me to get hurt. <laughs> but also, like, it's, like you said, it's his decision. Mm. I think also it's an issue that's been present since birth, but also he played college football. It was and, dominant. And declared for the draft. And, like, he's – like, that's, uh, that's uh, not only – like something he wants to do or else he wouldn't have declared or he wouldn't have even played college football. But also if it was such a, such big of an issue that it was threatening his life, I don't, I also don't think he would play, but also I don't think that he would have like made it without being significantly injured mm-hmm. or injured to the point that he would have to step down in the college game. Cause obviously college kids are not the same as grown men in their hard hitting safety plus pound. <laughs> Right, like monsters, but still, I think you're still getting hit really hard by a big dude with pads. And if he's made it, and it's, like this, it's there's, there's obviously a, a danger, but I feel like mm-hmm. that danger is just under the the mama clause. I don't want my kid to get hurt. You can't play football. I don't want you. To get I hurt feel that. I feel that. So your your thing is more so just he's made it already. He's made it this far already. And if he if he was if he was so injured or whatever, he wouldn't have been able to. So somebody take a chance. And like we said while the, while we were watching the draft, I'm taking Justin around Justin Ross in the seventh round. Just throwing a, throwing yeah, a little seventh round pick on there. Seventh round pick. No, like, why not? Take a shot in the dark. Because you're right. Yours. Right. No, you're super right though. The uh, the the mama clause. I think it's just ingrained in in me. And like because of the fact that I wouldn't want if I'm a GM, I wouldn't want to see a player go down and him being paralyzed for life or whatever it, it the injury would be because of his prior condition. And I just think I, that's just more of a thing where I wouldn't want that on my conscience. I couldn't, I'd be like, wow, I feel sick for allowing this person under my care basically to become injured to that degree because I didn't have the wherewithal or the thought to be like, Hmm, don't let him play. But I think you're right. I think uh, I'm glad the Chiefs are going to give him a chance, and I hope they take care of him. Hope he's. I wish him a, like a fruitful career, all type of stuff, um, and not even just from like a. I want to see him play. I want to. I just want to. I just want his dream to be fulfilled. Like I said before, um, big on player empowerment and all the, all that type of stuff, and just being able to see this person live out their dream and the things that they've been working for since they were since they were able to walk and do whatever they want to do. Um, I'm just really excited to see him in the league and hope he like hope he hope he takes off and does what he needs to do, especially with the Chiefs. A uh, quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, if he can make that mm-hmm. roster, man, 
Man. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but well, another thing about the draft, there was a really trade-heavy draft this year. Um, some big, 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 huge moves. Hollywood Brown went to Arizona Cardinals, reunited with Kyler Murray. Um, how do you feel about that move? I think it goes back to the loyalty thing we were saying. I think Hollywood Brown is fast as balls. And <laughs> they have the chemistry. Mm-hmm. So, And Kyler Murray is a great quarterback. So, you don't think Kyler Murray is a great quarterback? I think it's, I think it's a good quarterback. I don't know about great. I don't know about great. I think, like, good. I think it's good. Okay. I'll take Dak, though. I'll take Dak Prescott. Okay. And... a good <laughs> quarterback, I guess. And I think having two... Well, I guess we have to get into that now, but... Oh, yeah, two, yeah, Or one and a half until halfway through the season. Six, 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 six games is a lot. Well, what we're talking about is uh, DeAndre Hopkins has been found to have um, player-enhancing drugs in his system. Um, and he's out for the first six games of the season, suspended for the first six games. Do you think that's a short suspension, or do you think that's right for player-enhancing drugs, or do you think it's like situation-situation? What do you think? I don't understand how it could be situation-situation, because I, I feel like some people... Like, I feel like some people have weed in their system and they're banned for three years. Josh Gordon? Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I was going back to basketball. I just wasn't going to say it this time. Oh, yeah, Josh but, Gordon. Um, also, I feel like people have player, player PEDs and... Much easier to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they detect PEDs in their system, and I don't understand how the times can vary because... Well, based on the other Hopkins statement, not that that has any impact into the decision. Yeah, he's already <laughs> But he said that right. he was unaware. It was probably just like a very small amount, I believe, that because I feel like, like D-Hop, like why? <laughs> That's just, it just seems weird. Like, yeah, why, it, he, why now? Right, and, and it feels weird. But I think also this late in people's career, they start getting injured. So they're like, I need to stick with the curve, like, because there's people like Justin Jefferson coming into the league. and they, Now, I'm not saying he did it or he didn't or whatever. You know, they're going to figure it out. They're going to do whatever they got to do. But like, it's, it, is, it is a very common thing where, like, players, after they retire, they admit to, like, doing things like that just to stay with it and to be able to still perform at the high level, at the highest level of football because these young kids are coming in and being better than them, like, immediately. Justin Jefferson... Like or J- Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, these kids are coming out of uh, college and being studs off the rip. So it's like PDs are a thing that are like very common. Um, but I think like like we said before, with them adding or having to add Hollywood Brown, uh, it was a big shock because that news came out before the DeAndre Hopkins news came out. So everybody was just like, "Whoa, D Hopkins, D Hopkins, Hollywood Brown on the same team? Oh, 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 they're still gonna be on the same team." But you know what I mean? Like it was it was a it was a big big fuss about it. And I think it's a great move. Um, like you said, Hollow Brown's real, real fast. I think um, the Ravens just lost one of their biggest pieces on offense. They're going to have to figure that out. And then the other move was A.J. Brown to the Eagles. Now, this one, we're hearing is because he wanted to get paid. As soon as he got traded, he got paid, what, four-year, $100 million deal. Mm-hmm. I think 56 mil guaranteed. He's getting that bag. Now, I think... It's also great on the Eagles part, or it's great on the Eagles part to bring him on because now they're giving um, Jalen Hurts no reason not to succeed. They've given him a good O line. They gave him AJ Brown. They gave him Devontae Smith. 
He has no reason in that offense not to succeed. And they're gonna. This is basically. I think this is this is them putting him to the test. This is their putting him to the test year and going. If you don't perform now, you're not our franchise guy. And I think that's a great way to do it. I think they they had the little feel out years where it's like the first two where it's like eh, you could be good, you could not. But then now you gotta. It's it's the it's the it's a it's a prove a year. You gotta prove it. You gotta prove you're our guy. And I think on the Titans side, it was a little. It was it was warranted because like I said, they couldn't pay him. And they're they're a run first league or run first team anyway, so I think you don't really need that many great receivers on on the team. I think Traylon Burks is a great fit there too, with his size and all that. So I think I think they'll be fine. And I think they got rid of somebody who they just couldn't pay. They couldn't pay him, but they got to trade him rather than just let him walk for free. I think that's something that teams do a lot though. They just let people walk for free. <laughs> Bears don't get it. Bears let me walk for free all the time. But I think it's uh, really cool that they got to, you know, mutual beneficiary type thing where they both teams got something out of it. And it wasn't just like a one-sided fleece or anything like that. But it was a, it was a nice nice little trade. What you think? I think, well, I guess I want to start with the Titans because there was that thing that Ryan Tannehill said that sounded salty as balls. As hell. Where he was like, it's not my job to mentor this quarterback. What are you talking about? I think he's right, though. I think he's right, but you can finish. I'll I'll, I'll come up behind you and, let you and say say my piece on it. I well, I guess I don't think that quarterbacks are in untitled. I don't think quarterbacks are just generally like it's not their. It isn't their job to mm-hmm. just give their everything to the team in terms of building. It's their job to give everything to their team and what they can do themselves performance wise. But mm-hmm. and it's not their job to. Even though I recognize I like loyalty, it's not. It's not like you don't have to be loyal to your team. There's plenty of quarterbacks that didn't appreciate their like where they were or the pieces they had or whatever. But I still just feel like that that's it was just I guess it was just the tone. Like the statement of saying, like, why say that? Like you like you couldn't be cordial. You couldn't even pretend for half a second. And like I feel like that's just so problem problematic now. Mm-hmm. Especially for him. Like as as a rookie quarterback, I feel like that's, that's that I feel like that would forever hurt my relationship with you because mm-hmm. I was going from in the college to finally making it to the NFL like you were saying my dream like my dream I had a dream and I fulfilled it I'm here and like one of the first things that someone says is a quarterback that is like a a, a seasoned quarterback with playoff experience and success and just saying Quote, something bad about me and right. it's not even like. It's not even like a Shaq hating on centers type bad thing where he's like, like oh he doesn't he doesn't get in the paint he doesn't block shots why mm-hmm. you suck like something that you can take and motivate you he literally just said I don't like you and that's just rude and I feel like that's I can't take that and make mm-hmm. myself better from that and I feel like that's just so that's such a put down for no reason and that's just, it was just weird like I just don't get it <laughs> I think oh in my head I thought about it as more of like a this man this is rookie. Is coming to take my job. I still have football left in me. I'm not like Alex Smith, who's injured. Who I'm not injured. I'm not out. I'm not doing any of that. This quarterback is coming to take my job. I can still play, and I'm gonna prove it. So, like, I think in in Tennessee, it's more of a thing where it's a prove it thing, where they're gonna choose who the best quarterback they think is, or who the better quarterback is to continue on this season, or next season, whatever. And I think what I took from it was. I'm not going to teach this man or teach this, bless you, 
I'm gonna yeah. I'm not gonna teach this quarterback how to take my job. Cause I, I wouldn't do it either. Like if me if if I came in and you were the veteran quarterback and I was like like and I think it's not a thing where like he's not gonna give him like tips and tricks or anything like that. I just think he's not gonna spend most of his time. Cause like it's your teammates. I think they still want each other to succeed, but I at the end of the day I want myself to succeed a little bit more than I want you to succeed. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. especially if we're going for the same job. I'm not going to teach you and train you on how to take my job because I still want to have it <laughs> and I still want to perform at the highest level of this league. And um, I don't think it was malicious. Like he called him after the draft and like, like made sure he was like, like welcome to the team, all that stuff, like stuff like that. It did, uh, but you're right. I can see where you're, why you're taking that. It's like a little backhanded or like a little, like a little, a little a bit of a push for no reason. But I think, like I said, it's a job versus job. Or it's a it's a business. The league is a, is a business at the end of the day, and the organization is going to pick whoever they feel is whoever they feel best fits. And I think, like I said, I'm going to want to keep my job, so I'm not going to sit here and baby step you through the the steps to take it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I think backhanded was a perfect way to put it mm. because I see where you're coming from. I also wouldn't want to, especially like I wouldn't want to teach somebody how to take my job, like you said. I guess so. Like, unless I'm old and dirty. Like, unless I don't have any more football left in me. Like, if I'm like... Like Alex, like I said, Alex Smith was, like, teaching Pastor Mahomes the ropes because he knew he was gonna, like... He was gonna be that guy. And then he was. Like, he was walking Pastor Mahomes through it and all that type of stuff. Pastor Mahomes was immediately an MVP, Super Bowl MVP, all that. But I think when you still feel like you have that football left in you, and you still feel like you, you still have that competitive, like, fire... That's the word. That's what I'm looking for. Competitive fire. I think Ryan Tannehill still has that competitive fire where he still wants to compete. He still wants to play this game. And he's not going to just like roll over and just let it happen and be like, okay, Titans, I'm going to now proctor the quarterback you're having to replace me and like ha- help you guys to like get me out of here. It'd be like if Aaron Rodgers taught Jordan Love how to play football really, really well yeah. just so he could take his job. Now, he didn't have to say it that harshly, but yeah, I get that was it. my biggest <laughs> I definitely get it. But also, I didn't, I didn't um, actually hear the question mm-hmm. that prompted that. So it could have been like, "Hey, can't wait till you're done." Like, <laughs> that could have literally been. Our reporters. <laughs> yeah, so that that's fair. But oh boy, oh boy, on to basketball. So much has happened. The NBA playoffs is uh is is, is crazy. You can Teams. start off by saying I was wrong. <laughs> Oh, my, yeah, my yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, th- I think the Pelicans could have got it done, but um, Chris Paul literally did not miss. So, I mean, fourteen for fourteen is crazy. Yeah, by the way, <laughs> and um, I'll back. I'll, I'll come right behind it once again. I was also wrong. Um, the Toronto Raptors could not complete the comeback. Well, I mean, oh, they, yeah. they they won a game, they won two in games. The they won two games, and now the um the Heat are about to slaughter. 76ers and I don't think it's gonna be close but getting back to it yeah I was wrong um I was really really rooting for the Raptors because I don't like Joel Embiid and James Harden but you know it's life it is what it is um hot takes are hot takes for a reason mm-hmm. so we're past it don't worry about it um teams that have been eliminated Jazz were eliminated Heat were not whoa <sighs> Heat eliminated on here Jazz were eliminated Raptors were eliminated. The Nuggets were eliminated. The Bulls, sadly, 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 for me, were eliminated. 
And you know, it, it's like it's, it happens. Ah, uh, R.I.P. Yeah, smoke. It is what it is. Uh, we just don't have a power forward. But you know, um, what do you think is gonna happen to the Jazz this offseason? I hope they literally sell everybody. Mm, okay. Because, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I think the Jazz have been the most fraudulent franchise for the past at least four years. Mm-hmm. I think Donovan Mitchell is incredible, and I think everyone else on that team is either worthless or old. Okay. That's fair. That's a, that's... Because I, I think... I, I, I just think that, as we saw, like everyone tries to say that the bubble wasn't real. It was just different. Right. And Donovan Mitchell was... Oh, it was still basketball. Niggas are still hooping. pieces with Jamal mm-hmm. Murray. And then, like, same way. Like, even... Uh, the penultimate game in that series when Bojan, who was playing amazingly that series, Bojan Bogdanovic, he had a literally wide nope. open shot like, to just like Adam it. and Eve butt naked. It was and, real bad. And it was <laughs> And I mean, like, I'm not saying I'm I'm no better for one. Yeah, look, don't don't take this as I could have made that shot because that's yeah, not like what said, I'm saying. That's not us. I know for a fact. There's <laughs> insane amounts of pressure, and obviously, like. People don't shoot 100% from the three, even if they're open. It's just, it's a really difficult thing to do. That's why it's really loud. It's really loud in there. It's so much pressure. <laughs> and also, just like, it's it's just a difficult feat to accomplish to shoot a ball from that far out. And right. Just make it into the basket. Obviously, you hone your craft, which is sometimes you miss. And that time, unfortunately, you missed. missed for the but game. I just um, feel like it's moments like that where it's just like, that's why. I mean, I, I would say. That I'm not saying that's impossible to make a wide open shot, but that's why I'm saying a lot of other people would have made that shot. Absolutely, like a lot in the a NBA. In the NBA, a lot in the NBA. Not me and him. A lot in the NBA. Because yeah, no, no, no. I hate, I hate when people do that. I hate when people do that. Oh, I could have made that shot. No, no, you couldn't have. And like um, that one really, really like who was really bad to us. Like uh, what, he was like, he had some quote. He was like, "I'm closer to LeBron than you are to me." He was, he was spitting. I, I can't hoop like y'all do. I can't. I couldn't do that. I don't it's, remember who you're talking about. It was about. like, um, who was that? Oh, it's going to bother me. So I would take a guess and say Quinn Cook if he's talking about LeBron because he was on. The no, it was like some white guy. He had a, a B in his name somewhere. Brian Scalabrine or Scalabrini, Scalabrine. Oh. He said that. That was a while ago. It was a long time ago. But it, it just stuck with me because like, he's right. You you're closer to LeBron James than I am close to you because I'm not I'm not I didn't make it to the league. But um, do you think that the or would you trade? Uh, what's his name? Whoa, Rudy. Yeah, would you trade Rudy, or are you trading Donovan Mitchell? Rudy Gobert. Answers I no question. Mm. Close your eyes, say it in my sleep. Trade Rudy Gobert. <laughs> I feel like I don't know because I feel like like there's like rumors going around. I don't want to talk about rumors too heavily, but there's like that Rudy wants or that Rudy wants either him or Donovan Mitchell to be traded from the team. And I think I think Rudy's contract is just crazy. But like I you said, there's teams that'll take him. But I just I just would I would I'd be I'd be more weary of trading Rudy Gobert, who's a what is two time depoy one time I don't Three know. Time. You shouldn't have any, but I agree. It's just me. You're just a rim protector. But go ahead. I just think 
Donovan Mitchell is not only younger, but also I think he'd be happy if they blew it up and started rebuilding around him because he's still he's still so young. How old is he? Twenty four. I think twenty three, twenty four. Time may be fine. Yeah, but, reg- but regardless, I think he's young. He's, so yeah, he's still he's still young enough that it's not twenty five. Uh, yeah, time is fine. That's still that's not bad. It's not Rudy Gobert where he's pushing thirty, but and also I just think Rudy Gobert is making like nearly thirty mil, if not thirty mil, just to get spun around by Jalen Brunson, who chokes well, the playoffs. That boy was hooping. That boy was hooping. I I, I think Jalen Brunson has stepped please? up, but. From last playoffs, he just choked every game, and now this playoff, he only he's, some he's in a Chris Middleton cycle. <laughs> where you play like Michael Jordan, and then you shoot Fall 6 for 16 map. after Luka drops like 42, 12, and 5 or whatever. Crazy. Luka, is, Luka can hoop, by the way. Sidebar. Luka, is, Luka can hoop hoop. Yeah, no, he's, he's a hoop. He's, he's a hooper. the Hall of Fame. He's a... Why? I don't know how you still don't see that Luka Doncic. I just, I've never seen it. I feel like it's I feel like it's easy to get into the basketball hall of fame because like you see people that are in there that shouldn't or that to our standards shouldn't. It's just because they were old, right? And their accomplishments. I think it's harder now to get into the uh, hall of fame than it would be back then. Hundred percent. Yes. Like okay, let's see. Who back then do you think isn't making it to the hall of fame right now? Let's see. Half of them. Well, not not like the plumbers in them, like the, the oh. <laughs> not like Bob Cousy in them. I'm talking about like, but again, I want to make it like a, Grant a regular Hill. here. Don't don't disrespect uh, Rick Barry. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick yeah, Barry's the guy. Every episode, don't <laughs> don't never know, never disrespect Rick Barry. Barry. We don't talk about Barry. Let's see, basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, just showing me like the hoop hall. I don't want to see that. I think it's hard to just pick out players out of because there's a lot of people that I just. I don't know much about, but I do yeah. think that there are some people that are just like six-time All-Stars with a ring and one All-NBA. Do you think it's here. easier to get into the Basketball Hall of Fame or the NFL Hall of Fame? I'm going to say Basketball Hall of Fame. I would say basketball, too, is easier because I feel like in the NFL, you only get a sack if... Everything goes right or if you're yeah. just dominant like crazy. Or you only get a an interception if they even for one throw your way mm-hmm. and if you're a wide receiver you only get yards if they throw your way if you're a running back you only get yards if they hand the ball to you and your mm-hmm. O-line's good like just it's just so much so situational right on not only just completely random chance but then also the ability of other people mm-hmm. so actually that's something we can do next episode we can talk about or we can uh let's do like a what's it call it who do we think is going to the hall of fame in the NFL right now, and who do you think is going to, like, certify Hall of Famers? Will I leave out, like, people like J.J. Watt and stuff like that? Like, those are niggas, those niggas are clearly going to the Hall of Fame. And, like, we'll leave out people like Braun and, like, people like... Giannis. I was gonna say it, but I don't... Uh, people it's, like Giannis. It's, Giannis is a certified Hall of Famer. There's no way he's not. So we'll leave out Giannis and Braun and, like, people like... Who else is even a certified Hall of Famer in the league right now? Carmelo, Russ... Leave them out. Oh, He's making it and you know it. No. He's making it and you know it. He's making it and you know it. All you need is like a scoring title and a few, like, uh, 
they're not Pro Bowls. They're a Carmelo Anthony cars. is not a Hall of Famer. Carmelo Anthony's making it to the Hall of Fame, whether you like it or not. And that's just a fact. Moving on. The Nuggets were also eliminated by the Speaking Golden State Warriors. Um, I think I have, I have, I have, I'm a, I'm not a Jokic hater, per se. I think he's a good player. I just think he's a defensive liability. He couldn't guard anybody on that team this, this, this playoff series. Um, and they were, they were picking on him in certain games. They were legitimately like, they wanted him to switch on so Curry could do a couple dribble moves, get to the rack. And don't, don't get me wrong. This is still Stephen Curry. This is still Clay Thompson. This is now Jordan Poole. He's that guy. But I just think, I think people, people will hold Jokic so high because he can put up good stats and he's a great playmaker and he, he's a, he can, he can play ball. But I don't think he's as good as everybody says he is. I think people, people hold him to like, I don't think he's near Giannis. Let me say that. Let me just put it there. No, I don't think he's near Giannis. I think Embiid is better than him. I think I'm taking, most of the league or most of the like premier superstars in the league over Nikola Jokic because they're more versatile. I think Nikola Jokic can play some rim protection. He can he can protect the rim, but on, on that on that perimeter he's getting exposed night in night out in that in that playoff series. So I just I'm taking a lot of these a lot of these other superstars over him. That should have been your hot take. That that's crazy. I am. I'm taking that's, a lot of them. That's insane. I'm. I. I think it, it stops at like. I'm not taking like. I think even though I don't like James Harden, I think I'm taking James Harden over Nikola Jokic. Like if I if I wanted a team, I can't. If I, <laughs> if I wanted a team, I am. I'm not taking like Demar over Nikola Jokic. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm not taking like. Well, I might take a little CP3. Take a little CP3 over Jokic. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Take a little CP3. Never know. I think, I think Jokic is just center Luka Doncic. I think he can put up 30. He can get you the rebounds and he can get you the assist. The only, like his only weakness is defense. I think most people have a weakness except for like LeBron James who can literally do everything. But mm-hmm. like I think Giannis, his weakness is shooting. I think Joel Embiid's weakness is not. He's gotten better at it, though. That's the thing. I think they've worked on it, though. You know what I mean? Well, and Giannis can now shoot at a decent clip. I but think... it's still his weakness. I think right. Okay. Jokic can right, still right. block shots. But obviously, like it's just his build. Like You can't expect us. Like, just because Giannis is 6'11", 242, and can guard a freak of nature. He's a freak of nature. That's why he can <laughs> stand on the perimeter at 7 feet tall. But mm-hmm. Jokic, he's 7 foot, I think, 280. Something like that. He's, he's a big just, boy. Yeah, he's just a, a big dude. Like the way that his weight is, he just like every step he takes is gonna it has recoil. He's gotta you gotta wait a wait a half second before you can change direction. <laughs> Take another one. <laughs> and when you and when you get a mismatch, like you just can't expect Nicole Yokes to hold his own. I mean that's, it's, that's just life. And I right. think I think you can't hold that against him. Yeah. Um so we're gonna go over some awards too, because some awards have come out recently or since our last episode. John Morant won MIP. Mm. And I think I talked about this last episode. I'm a big Jordan Poole guy. I know he didn't deserve MIP, but he wasn't even in the race. And that's, that's, what, that's what stung me. That's what stung yeah, that's, me in my, in my heart. It's just wrong. Mm. You're lying to, to people and yourselves if you don't think 
He should have been in the MIP and six men of the year races. You're just Absolutely. wrong. I'm not saying he should have won them, but he definitely should have been second, third place instead of, or he should have been a finalist. Let me just say that. He should have been a finalist. And him not even being up there was a disgrace. You know, I think, I, I agree. I don't think he should have won MIP. I think John Moran supercharged his team into the playoffs. And now here they are. They advanced past the first round. Was that a uh, semi, semi-conference final? Oh, uh, semifinals. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why you said it like that, but yeah. Um, so yeah, they made semifinals, which is more than Jokic can do. Not that that's, like, that's just intentionally I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. But I think, I think John Rand has enough pieces to make a little bit of noise in the playoffs. I don't think they're going, they're getting past the Warriors at all, but nah. I think he did absolutely supercharge the scene because without John Moran, they're not even in the play-in. You don't think so? I just, I just can't see it. Hmm. I think okay. he played really bad round one, but uh, game one of this semifinal series, uh, what, he played amazing. Yeah, he played amazingly. Him and Jaron Jackson Jr. went off, but he just... One point game, it was close. Like, I mean, someone has to lose. I can't blame John Morant for that, though. Yeah, like, he completely. missed the game winning layup, but I mean, it was a, it was a tough shot. It was shot. a really, really tough like, shot. You, you just can't. Right. Like, you can't blame him for that. After everything he did. A lot of people are, though. That's why it's really weird. Blaming him? Mm hmm. A lot of people are like, it's oh, easy. John Morant. Yeah. When you're the leader of the team, it's really easy to just blame you. But yeah, it's not his fault at all. Like, especially the way he played in round one, because that was his fault. They could have right. swept, but he was off. I think the Timberwolves games. just suck. I think they were good. I don't know what was going on. They blow D-Lo. leads crazy. D'Lo was playing horribly. I blame that entire series on D'Angelo Russell. Really? Yeah, I don't know. It, what did, what did Draymond say? Draymond was like, every time Cat does any motion with his hands or anything, they just blow the lead. Like so, like Cat would go, hush, he would like hush the crowd, and he would he would like tell them shut up or like sit down, and then they would blow it. It's like, a, like just, a bad omen. Say D'Lo, I don't, I don't know if he shot above forty percent in any statistic that you could name in basketball. Yikes! <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, it was really bad. Maybe that's horrible. <laughs> that's so like horrible. Really, really bad basketball. All right, um, MVP predictions. You said earlier, Embiid. I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with that. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna agree with that Embiid one. Uh, I think, like I said, I don't think they're giving it to Jokic again. Um, even if they wanted to, uh, I think Joel Embiid, he proved himself this year. He played really well. He got a team to the playoffs. They won, even though he's out right now. I think if he's in this series, it's a lot, lot harder for the Heat. I still think they take it, but I think it's a lot harder. Um, and Joel Embiid, I just think he's, 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 like I said, he's proved himself. He's a great player. He's put up the stats. He's done what he needed to do. And I think it's, it's close between him and Giannis in my head. But I think I think uh, Embiid takes it. Um, and then finals predictions. We I think we we said we would do that this week. Who do you think is going all the way? Because now that the Pelicans are out, but now that the Pelicans are out, you can't you can't put the Pelicans. I don't think they were making the. I almost said the bowl. I don't think they were making the finals. <laughs> but I just oh live by the way, Celtics up twenty five on Bucks, like right now. Up twenty five. Up twenty five. Giannis got held to five points in the first half. Oh, I mean, thanks. 
Yeah, I score think... 65-40. Damn. Um, <laughs> I still see... I still see the Bucks. Bucks are going all the way. I Bucks refuse to change. Who you got in the West? I think. Uh, I think in the West it's gonna be Warriors. Warriors I, just, I just don't see. I think the Suns, when Devin Booker went down, and like the way that the Pelicans, like, were able to like jostle them, not necessarily take it all. They got their stuff together, but I, I just feel like the Suns are not a bad team by any means. Chris Paul. He's not a bad point guard. Then Booker's not a bad shooting guard. I think they have pivotal pieces on that team. I think DeAndre Aiden has taken a step from last year, getting exposed by the books. But I just still think that it's going to be Warrior Suns in the conference finals, and the Suns are just not beating Stephen Curry. Play time. No, I don't think that. Longer. On the outer of defense, my prediction is going to be the, no. Sorry, I was just saying it's going to be the the loyalty finals. Warriors. <laughs> All right, so my final predictions in the East, I'm going to say that the Heat make it out. I'm going to say the Heat make it. I think uh, the Heat have enough defense, and they've been playing so, 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 so very well. And I think I don't think Bam can shut down, to be honest, by any means, but I think he's he's the the best the league's got to offer when it comes to guarding Giannis, other than Joel Embiid. Um, and then for my team out of the West, I'm going to go with Warriors. Uh, I just don't think. I think there's too much firepower on that team with Jordan Poole coming into himself like this. With Clay coming back and being not maybe not vintage Clay, as people like to say, but being as good as you can get for, from a basketball player, uh, I think they make it out, like I said, versus the Suns still. Uh, I think maybe it's like a Heat Bucks final or uh, conference finals in the East, but I do think it's a Heat Warriors final, and I have the Heat taking it all. This year, I think they've got enough defense. I like it. I like their defense a lot. But the Bucks would would beat them. The Bucks would beat who? The Heat when they go to the finals. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, I don't think so. Yeah, what's your uh, what's your hot take? Hot take of the week. Mm. I got mine. Oh, you have your go ahead, so I can just think of mine real quick. All right, mine. Grizzlies don't want a game. A game? Yeah, I think a I game. Think that's my hot take. I think it was close. I think right. John Morant showed out. But the way they just played, if John Morant is even 10% worse, it's not a close game anymore. And do you have one for NFL this week or not? Uh, for the NFL, I think... I think the Bears' defense is going to start looking like the old way we were. Even though these players are young, I think we drafted too many people. One of them has to be good. And we can start looking like the old Bears again. Okay, okay. Um, NBA hot take. Um, I think, and I I think I mentioned this earlier, but I think without Joel Embiid, I think the Seven Sixers get swept here. If Joel Embiid doesn't come back, I think they get swept here by the Heat. Uh, like I said, I just have a lot of faith in them. And for NFL, um, I don't know. I got a lot of them. I feel like. Um, I don't think Jalen Hurts thrives on this, I like with the, with the Eagles. I think he's I think he's just an average quarterback, and they might still keep him around. But I just don't think he's as good as people think he will be. So yeah, that was episode two of Double S Podcast. Come back next week. We record every Tuesday and post every Tuesday.